Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh, Lord, help us. Good morning, Amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Oh, boy, oh, September 24th, 2000, and I can't believe the Miami Heat are... My bad, my bad. Well, that went down the wayside. Play it again. I don't want to hear cowbell. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Third time's a charm, right? Just play good morning, amigo, would you? The hell with the cowbell. Good morning, amigo. Good morning. September 24th. 2000, I can't freaking believe the Miami Heat are one game away from the NBA Finals. <laughs> Finish him. <laughs> Relax. There's been some 3-1 comebacks in this playoff. I'm Finish saying, him. Yeah, finish him, my ass. Hey, hold on. It's only happened twice in NBA history, and it's happened twice this postseason with one team. So No, it's happened more than twice. Finish him. Never has happened. Yeah, it happened more than twice um, in the history of NBA playoffs. I don't think so. It's never happened. Denver was 3-1. 3-1 comeback. No, I think you're wrong. I think you're dead wrong. Listen, I remember it happened a few years ago twice. When Oklahoma City was up 3-1 and Golden State came back and won it in seven. And then when the Cavaliers did it back to the Warriors. It happened twice in that year. So you're going to tell me those are the only times ever happened in the history of basketball? You're wrong. You're wow. right. Hold on. Relax. Come on now. Wow. Good morning, young Yandy. Good morning. Teaches you not to mess with me. Especially yeah, when I'm right. You? Told you the Heat were going to win. Oh, Really? Oh, really? No, that's what Frank told me this morning when I saw him. I didn't say that. I, this heart attack is not even... Sometimes it's not even worth it. All right, so... Come my, on, come on. Honestly speaking, did you really totally celebrate when they won? Yesterday? Oh, no, man. Oh, oh I was pumping my fist. I was ready Pumping to go, your bro. fist? Yeah, I was hitting the cowbell at home. No, I'm I lying. said, dear God, this is not healthy. No. Well, what do you mean? Now oh, it's more healthy. healthy. Now no. it's less stressful. Now we have a couple games cushion. No, now no, we no, got to no. do is win one game in no, three tries. no. no. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Did you watch the same game I watched? I, I saw Tyler Hero go off. That's what Dude, I saw. But the Celtics have more players than the, than the Heat do. They do. You're right. But right because now, the referees are wearing green jerseys. Them. They are. They absolutely are. What they the hell the, happened in the last minute oh, last night? They work in the Foot Locker at the Quincy Market. What the hell was that? That was really awful. Are those guys those guys play in the D League for the Celtics organization? Don't they? I, in my entire life, and I've made a habit of, you know, listen, everybody complains about calls. So I almost poke fun of people who complain about calls because everybody gets bad calls. And I rarely ever think, insinuate, or believe that there's something dirty going on by virtue of what a referee is or isn't doing. We learned about Tim Donahue many years ago. We know it's possible, but I want to live in a world that makes me believe that, you know, that doesn't happen. But I don't know. I did, last night was weird. Last night was really strange. I don't know why you felt it was weird. I mean, I felt like we had the game the entire time. There's not one no, win in that game that I thought we were going to lose. No, the minute, the referees doing what they did. Oh, they suck. No, yeah. it's, it's not just simply to say they suck. It's, yeah, it is that simple. No, Ready? Watch no, no, this. no, 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 no. They this. suck. 
the Frank, that's the fan perspective. I'm trying to take a perspective of a morning show host here. Allow me, if you will. Go ahead. Do your hosting. I'll be the fan. They sucked. Okay. They were less. I second that. They were less than average. <laughs> and I think the other issue, other than them being less than average, is a really uncomfortable notion that there was a slant. And I would never insinuate that. I don't even want to believe it, right? I said this before, but no. But they were taking the tape. They were reviewed. Like, that ball clearly went off his leg, and then all of a sudden they, they, they called it a jump ball. Like it no, was... to call that a jump ball was... So what's the review process for? Because not only did you expose that there was no foul, you also exposed that the ball went out on him. So I think the explanation is, is at the point of what would have been the foul that was called, everything after it doesn't matter. And that's why you don't get the out-of-bounds call. That's, that's the referee reason why. Because And listen, with all due respect, if the point of the play you're reviewing is whether he hacked him or not, the ball's not out-of-bounds yet. So the ball out-of-bounds is after a understood whistle, which is what you're reviewing. Whatever it is you're reviewing is the moment in time before a whistle that you're trying to figure out if it's right or wrong. But don't you have to then play? I understand. But once you review that and you see the uh, you see what the play was, don't you have to then play the effect of what happened afterwards? Because what happened? Not like they stopped. The ball went off Tatum's leg right. and went out of bounds. What happens in the NFL with an inadvertent whistle? It's kind of the same notion. Something happens after. It may not be fair, but if there's an inadvertent whistle, the play's dead when you roll you. There was a play called on the court with the assumption that everything is fine. Now you're reviewing it. When you go to review it, the point that's being reviewed is the end because there was a whistle after it. On when when it really happened, there was a whistle after it. They called it a foul. I understand. You what you're can't saying, but I don't extend agree. past the whistle uh, by virtue of review. So it, it was bang bang though. It wasn't like no, it happened. No, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on a minute. It was bang bang because as soon as Butler stripped him, it went right off his knee and went yeah, out of but, bounds. But, but understand, this is my point. My point is that it didn't happen five, six seconds later. It's not like right. something else developed. Right. The ball ricocheted right off his leg and went out of bounds. You're missing my point, though. I'm not, but I'm I get what you're saying. The ball's in, in theory, it's out of bounds. But when you're doing a review process, nothing's perfect. So you, there's a line in the sand you have to draw. There are things that you can and things you cannot do. And the one line in the sand you can't move is the one of the play that happened, what you're looking at, and the notion that if the foul happened at 102, you can't call the ball out of bounds at one minute because, in theory, the ball was dead at 102. And that's what I'm trying to explain to you, that what the out of bounds happened on a, on a, a dead part of the game. There was no clock running when it happened. Whether the foul is right or wrong, you have to take that for what it is. Okay, it's not a foul. We're going to do a jump ball. Okay. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful because it starts by the notion that the referee absolutely missed an easy call. I mean, I'm going to agree to disagree because you didn't write the rule. So you're just no, I, it's not my rule. Terrible. It's, it's not terrible. my rule. That's a terrible rule. But I'm more angry at the referee that misses that call because he gets paid to make that call, and that wasn't that difficult to make. So enough of the minutia. The point is, it hasn't been the first time in the playoffs that he'd have had to deal with referee stuff. But I believe that goes and comes evenly. Last night was strange. Last night was really, really odd. But all we needed was another hero. That's it. Because what Tyler Hero did last night, um, I think brings a new bang to the word unprecedented. Because I think there's one guy 
at his age that did this. And I think it's Magic Johnson. Like this, scoring 38 points in a playoff game. He's never scored 38 points in a in a rec league game. At every level, they said that he had never scored this many points before. That's enjoyable. That's fun to see happen. By the way, he's had a rookie record for most points scored in a playoff. So I thought of you as he was draining threes and saving our team from dismay last night. Because trust me, if he's not hot, and this is the point I'm going to make this, this morning here, is... Oh, please, let's not get things twisted for a minute. Oh, please, let's understand that we have a Bam Adebayo block and the coming out party of a rookie that has us up 3-1. There he is. Awesome. At least it's not disco, right, Yen Yendi? Thank goodness, for real, you guys. Or freestyle, although tomorrow's Friday, so I don't know what to tell you tomorrow. All I know is I saw Spo's frustration every time he would speak to that ref. He would just bow his head down every time. Mike really likes this song. I didn't know he was so in touch with that side of... Warning you, parody coming soon. Parody coming soon? Oh, okay. definitely. Uh, that's what you were feeling out there. Okay. That's good. So much, so little, but so much to get to. Um, it's Turd's Day. Friday Junior. Friday Junior. Friday Eve. Date night at the Alvarez house. The Eve before we go to the NBA night? finals. You do date night? I said steak night. No, I don't do date Hold night. Hold on a but you steak have night. to do date night. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No, you don't. You got no, to keep, keep it saucy. Whatever, bro. No, okay. No date night. Oh, my God. You'll learn soon. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Date night's going to be Club Kama for you soon. You're going to realize. Well, date night <laughs> wait, is already. Wait till the Kama. second one comes. Oh, that's going to be fun. The second is second. Yeah, you're going Okay. Yeah, roll. <laughs> Don't spit in the wind. <laughs> By the way, uh, Frank, your wife and I became friends on Instagram yesterday. So I heard. I'm sorry to hear that, Jen. <laughs> oh, I'm Jen's sorry. Jen's a lovely lady. Yeah, no, I know she is. That's why I said I'm sorry to hear that, Jen. I'm not making fun of Jen. I know you're not. Yeah. So what does David think about my constant and continued attack? You need to stop because he gets, you egg him on and he's allowed to keep, he thinks he's allowed to keep going. So in other words, he likes it. (laughs) 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 He loves it. He goes, keep it, bro. Keep it going. (laughs) I'll never play the angry hubby. I I don't ever lose sight. I'm I'm always proper. Yandy is a very wonderful young lady. Finish him. Yeah, but uh, she's going through the rookie ranks, right? She's going through what our Ricky Bobby is going through in Coast Guard yeah, basic training. Uh, <laughs> she is in basic training right now, and uh, this is more than just hazing. This is the, well, I'm the drill sergeant. For real, dude. Yeah. Talk about r- radio hazing it for the first mm-hmm. time. You know, eating this banana every morning is starting to get old. I got some spirulina muffins for you tomorrow. Some what muffins? Spirulina. Que eso, bro? Explain them. What, Hold on. What part of Spain the spirulina come from? What the <laughs> hell is that? <laughs> uh oh, he's back. <laughs> I woke up off today, but I have a feeling I'm gonna get back in rare form. It's not from Spain. Oh no, spirulina. I don't know. What is that? It's an algae that grows. Oh, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah, bring me those algae muffins. 
I'm playing defense with Wendy's breakfast. I'm telling you, algae muffins. You've you've lost your mind. I'm out of the order on standby and Uber Eats. <laughs> standby? Yeah, that way if it comes in, I can just click order. Be careful, I don't wake up at four in the morning. Make it. I have a microwave here and then reheat it here and then just put bacon and sloppy eggs and runny eggs. Yeah, bring coconut milk lattes oh, as well. So no, you can no, have no. them with your spirulina muffins. Do you realize that my stomach's turning just by you saying that? Oh God. Why algae muffins. No, no, no. You have to at least try it before you knock it. And I'm going to videotape you trying it because I want to see your face. You, that's an assumption that I'm actually going to try it. That's the funny part of all this. Frank, what are the odds that I'm going to try algae muffins? Not zero to none. What's the old saying? Slim to none yeah. and slim left the building. You don't know <laughs> what you're missing. I don't know what I'm missing? Yeah, I know what I'm missing. That stuff that hangs out in the water and it's algae. And when we see no. algae, we run. Now you're giving me algae and muffins. I don't want no. algae muffins. No. 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 Absolutely not. No way. No. What if I told you that that algae will bring your gallbladder back to its normal state? I'll tell you that you have no idea what you're talking about because I doubt seriously that algae is going to make my gallbladder better. Bro. And you know better than to tell me that because that's not no, going to happen. No, I wouldn't happen. tell you that. But what I'm telling you is the spirulina acts as a great filter in your digestive system. It has plant protein and it picks up any and all toxic components that are in your digestive system. And that's you. In your digestive system and all other parts as well? It takes all the toxic out? Well, it's, it create, it's like a magnet for toxins and then it gets rid of it, helps your body get rid of it. Okay, but what if you are already a magnet for toxins? Well, I haven't come across that question yet. I, I don't know. I mean, does this spirulina resolve a toxic guy like me? Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I get it. Your desk has been there for you. Holding up your computer, your unused stapler, and that plant you forgot to water. But maybe it's time to leave your desk and spend your lunch break volunteering with Meals on Wheels. Doing Meals on Wheels for me is the joy that I look for at the end of my week. I'll come to the door with one meal and I'll walk away with a full heart. Drop off a warm meal and get more than you expect. Volunteer at americaletsdolunch.org. That's americaletsdolunch.org. Brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. Who, me? Text and whatever, just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? You're not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? 
Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. He platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Good Morning, Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. If it wasn't for Michael Jordan getting cut from his ninth grade basketball team, he wouldn't have became Michael Jordan. <laughs> you know, if it wasn't for, uh, I seen an, an article the other day where they were talking about Oprah Winfrey and how she got fired because she wasn't good for television. You know, you got people like Walt Disney who got fired, if I'm not mistaken, from a newspaper saying he had no imagination. So what do you tell him? You tell him, you know? You know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, rico. You know, this is what it's all about. And not only that, it's never about making it, guys. It's always about maintaining it. That's the toughest part. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. can't get enough of that song. It's, um... So, you know, proudly can tell you I went to the four finals during the LeBron era. Um, I went to one. Was furious when we lost to Dallas. Was wildly celebratory uh, from the AAA to 49th Street and Hialeah to then do the typical 49th Street Pots and Pants Parade uh, to when we beat San Antonio in seven. And that one, I stayed in the arena till about 3.30 in the morning, hanging out with my friends from the heat. And you were there for game six too, right? I was there for game six as well. 
the moments have been amazing. 06, when they won, I had just started on radio. Um, I believe they weren't a heat station yet. 790 wasn't. Um, we had all night coverage, and I remember I had to take Anthony. They were. 790 was around. They were around, but obviously it worked for them. They didn't have the heat. They weren't the flagship of the heat. Not in 06. Not in 06. Yes, they were, because I would listen to every game while I was working at not, UPS. Not in 06. I can guarantee Okay, so it was 940 then? Yeah. Okay. Uh, not in 06. They didn't have it. We had the Marlins. We had uh, one year we even had the Dolphins. You're right. You did Same. have the Marlins because I would have to change it because I don't want to listen to that. So I remember when we went in 06, we go to the Pots and Pans Parade, and we put a then one-year-old Anthony in the back of the minivan, and homeboy starts getting croup. I spend the entire night in the ER with him. Poor baby. And I forgot, and unfortunately, Frida won't be on today. I thought about this, and then when I realized that they won't really be on live today, so I only had a chance to ask him, to see if Frida remembers the interview. He interviewed me. I'm sure we can call him. He'll be around. He interviewed me. Gosh, it has to have been about 4.30 in the morning. 4, 4.30 in the morning. They did an all-night coverage. And I don't know how Frito got the night shift, but he did. And Frito interviewed me while I was in front of an emergency room, and we spent 20 minutes on the phone talking about just breaking down everything that had happened. I have so many amazing memories as a Heat fan and as a dude. More, more than a Heat fan, because think about it. Everything that they've done championship-wise, I've had some involvement through media. So that's made it really fun. I've never been able to enjoy it completely as a fan. I always found a way to draw a line and separate, right? And Okay, I'm going to be a fan now. Okay, I'm going to have the radio now, right? Uh, and it still holds true today. The difference I feel is, is that I'm watching this on TV. I'm sitting there with my son. Um, I might cry on Friday if they win. Yeah, me too. I might cry on Friday if they win. Because what I'm watching right now has me blown away, bro. I don't think you're going to make it to Friday. <sighs> well, because I'm still the negative Heat fan that thinks that perhaps I'm missing something here. I still get very nervous. I don't like the fact that Bam was holding his left wrist yesterday. Nope. Was it his wrist, his forearm? I'm well, I don't sure. know what he was they holding. They reported his wrist. Uh, Van Gundy at least said his wrist. But, but he, you know... He held it in a way that made me uncomfortable. Uh, I the 3-1 thing is a nerve-wracking thing. We went through it once, and we overcame it in 1-5. and five. Um, They've been so darn dominant. Now 11-2 and two in the playoffs. Um, they win, and they go right to the picture of Riley. Please understand that on top of the fact that the Miami Heat are my passion in professional sports, Their president, their their godfather, their dude, could be my favorite person in all of sports. That's what I was going to say, person. Because this guy, sorry to use the word, trumps how I feel about Jeter, how I feel about every athlete you ever hear me laud and, 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 and go crazy over when I'm on the fan side. And the point with Riley and me is it's simple. I have such respect for him professionally. I think he's a G. I think he's a guy's guy. And I don't know. He brings something to the table that no other person, no other executive in sports brings. It's a culture. It's a mindset. They can only call him the Godfather. 
You know, at first I took a little umbrage to this. I felt as if, why are you disparaging my name? I'm the Godfather. And then I realized, our worlds don't collide. He has his world, I have mine. And it's a good thing. He's got his Cosa Nostra, and I got mine. Seriously, that guy's a G. And then also you have these professional athletes that are prima donnas that all of a sudden take pay cuts, uh, become humble for wanting to play in the organization run by that man. A true leader. I am floored by that. And all of that comes now where tomorrow I'm going to sit and watch a game five as a fan. Sure, I'm going to probably talk about it on Monday. But the perspective will be of a fan. And I'm telling you, what I wasn't afforded during those four finals was I wasn't afforded in 06 when I'm sitting in an emergency room and doing an interview with Josh Friedman. I wasn't afforded the opportunity to allow the emotions of a fan to run wild. I was deliriously happy when they won with LeBron. But I can honestly tell you that it feels different only because I had this professional responsibility. I'd be watching their games in a suit. Okay? It wasn't sitting at home grilling, screaming at the TV. And you know, I kind of like what I've been doing. It was also more so expected. Nobody really expected the Heat to be one game away from the final. Getting some feedback. And then he got a nasty hum. I need you to mute, kid. Thank you. Expected, unexpected. I think the unexpected is a fun part of it. I think that's what brings a little of the emotion into it. But I might darn well cry tomorrow if they win. This is crazy, man. I hate calling them the band of misfits, but that's exactly what they are. I've said this before on the show during this run. They, they are the group of guys that nobody really wanted. I don't, I don't understand. It is what it is. We got to get to some business. I got sidetracked. So let's get to the world of baseball as it's coming to an end. Final three, four, five games of the season for many as they fight for spots. Segment might go a little long. We'll save the boys and everybody else for after break. Angels over the Padres, 5-2. Phillies on top of the Nats, 12-3. Diamondbacks, 7. Rangers, 3. Indians over the White Sox, 3-2. Shane Bieber lowering his league-leading ERA to 1.63. It's the lowest ERA the American League has seen since 1968. Wow. Blue Jays, 14. Yankees, 1. Notice I just scooted by that one. Red, 6. Brewers, 1. Mariners over the Astros, 3-2. Pirates over our Cubbies, 2-1. It's the Braves, 9. Marlins, 4. Rays on top of the Mets, 8-5. Sox, Red Sox, that is, over the Orioles, 9-1. Twins 7, Tigers 6. Royals bash the Cardinals 12-3. That's a good thing. Your A's over the Dodgers 6-4. And the San Francisco Giants on top of the Rockies 7-2. The interesting part of these standings is the National League has got a whole bunch of teams in the middle of a mess. Teams in the playoffs already are the Braves, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Pods. We're waiting on the outcomes of some others. Marlins now at 500 couple of uh, several teams over them in fact i would even well they're second place is that, 
Have we confirmed once you finish in second place, you make the playoffs? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and check that out right now. I believe that's what it is. And if it's not the case, they're still in by half a game over the Phils. But they're starting to do a little slide that could – I'm hoping it doesn't prevent them from making this playoff run in the last four games. So let's see what's up. They seem to get clobbered. When they're off, they get clobbered. I know we talk about how great their pitching is, but they either win like 2 nothing or they lose 15 to nothing. It's weird. Um, you know, the, the Cardinals, the Reds are all in that mix in the National League. And as far as the American League goes, uh, six teams already qualified. Everything will sort itself out. But it looks like maybe the Jays and the Astros will be the two remaining teams in the American League as we finish out this weekend of baseball and get into playoff baseball. That should be a lot of fun. Indeed, when we come back from break, talk a little bit about Lakers Nuggets tonight. Lakers lead that series two games to one. Nuggets save their butts night before last. We'll go over that, talk to the guys, talk to our young broadcasters on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Series XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Series XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Unbelievable. For you, oh, 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 yep. Tell me, can you feel it? Can you feel it? Boom. You like that finishing? I like that. It's one of my favorite ones, by the way. It's on the street. Heat is. Oh boy, I get tense. I here's what would happen. I think the whole excitement about going to 601 would mitigate the nerves of the game. I would watch the game nervously at the state at the stadium, at the, at the arena. Me too. In a press box where you can barely grunt. So I I thought I had learned to watch these games quietly and comfortably, but when it gets to the tough points, boy. Now no problem yelling at that TV. Lakers go game four tonight. That Denver series, that's going to be interesting. Got our boys Anthony and Mario on. What's up, guys? What's going on? Doing well, doing well. How about you, Anthony? Doing good. Good. Thumb's gone now. Um, That series took a weird turn, but we saw, I mean, we saw the Heat lose a game three, right? And bounce back. What do you expect from the Lakers tonight in a game four? You expect a bounce back? You think Denver might have figured something out here? I think I got Denver in this one. Denver's been playing really good, but I wouldn't be surprised if LA won. I mean, it is Denver's strategy to go down 3-1 so they can make another comeback. All right, enough of the 3-1 jokes. Right now it's a bad topic, all right? I don't know if it's a strategy. The secret strategy. Yeah, I personally think the Lakers are going to win tonight. I feel like the Lakers just had an off game. Um, I, the Lakers are definitely a better team than the Nuggets, and that's been shown this series. But 
I feel like Murray played great, and I just I feel like LeBron is going to bounce back. LeBron and AD are both going to bounce back and have a big game. Well, I think a lot's going to rely on what they do with Anthony Davis because it seems as if Anthony Davis is rebound shy. When Tyler Hero is out rebounding you in the conference finals, I think you have a problem. I know there's different series, but the point is one guy's a guard, one guy's seven feet tall. Um, you know, in the same way I get, like, well, the Heat up 3-1, but, you know, they're a block away and a Tyler Hero amazing performance away from something different. Okay, well, you know, AD hits that three, and if he doesn't hit that three, it's 2-1 the other way. So I'm with you, Mario. I think Denver might be on to something. The question isn't whether they're going to play well or not. The question is the last few minutes of a game, if it's close, what does Denver do and can they do to mitigate the guns of the Lakers? Now, some people will break down the Lakers and tell you that it's just two guys, two alphas, and then a bunch of guys. I think that if the roles are clearly defined, then right now I don't know that they are, uh, but they're so talented that even without them defined, they play as good as anyone in the NBA. The question is, is what's going to happen tonight with those role players? Are they going to be able to calm down these young players from uh, the Denver Nuggets? This kid, what is it, Michael Porter Jr.? Is that his name? My, That's correct. My goodness, does that kid have game or what? But we knew this. I mean, yeah, he's sick though. He's sick. the only thing. The only thing is that his early career got delayed because he was injured very much. Correct. He was and now all he does is is hit shots with people in his face. And it's another one of those guys that gets lost in one of those small market teams. Well, and a lot of people know about him. All of a sudden, I was like, yo, who's this guy? He's been around. Denver's dangerous because they got a bunch of guys that work together and play together. They kind of resemble a rich man's Dallas Mavericks from 2011. Like, they have guns. The Mavericks weren't that good. But the Mavericks knew how to play together, right? The, the Denver Nuggets, these young guys combined with, with Joker and some of the other cats that are, that are more seasoned as far as veteranship is concerned, you saw Murray turn that on in the fourth quarter? Like, I don't know. It's now a few series when the shot, when the light is shining most, this guy continues to do more and more and more. And at the at the crux of it all, he gives you a little shimmy. He's having fun. Uh-oh. The Lakers have pressure on them up 2-1. Denver Nuggets are having fun. That's a dangerous place to be. Isn't it crazy that the th- that the Kentucky guys are the ones stepping up in this final in in these playoffs? It's not yeah. crazy. Anthony Calipari, Davis, Jamal Murray, and then Tyler Hero. Calipari's a stud. I don't care what anybody tells me. The, the one thing that bugs me about how basketball's spoken about is oh, he does illegal. Re- everybody talks about the recruiting, and then they paid this guy to go here. Allow me to tell you something, okay? I'm not breaking a story here. This stuff happens at every level. Duke. North Carolina, they all do this. Mm. They all do it. So knock it off. Stop pointing at a couple of guys and making them the scapegoats. Everybody did steroids. Stop pointing at A-Rod, please. Everybody did it. So it's the same concept, and that's where I get pissed off. The truth of the matter is a guy like Calipari is a G. G. A G. He produces NBA players. And that's why Hero said, you know what? Bleep you, Wisconsin. I'm going to Kentucky. Think he made a good career move? He was a one-and-done guy. Wisconsin. Maybe, you know, it's funny. They played the Bucks in the last series. I wonder if that was a little thing for him. He is from Wisconsin, I believe. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he's a Philly fan after he put on his Phillies cap yesterday. What I, what I wonder as all this is going on right now, it, it seems as if sports is taking second 
a second stage. Everything that's first stage is what we've been dealing with in the year 2000 and go fly a kite. Um, <laughs> thank you. All right, I appreciate that. Somebody laughs at my jokes. It's, forget the other stuff for a second, although it's difficult to forget, including the fact that, you know, we, we saw the indictment come down from Breonna Taylor, and I, well, I don't do the politics. It was not enough, and that's all I'll say. Just not enough. Um, sports is kind of doing a little. Is he talking politics blue- again? No, I'm not. Stop it, Amanda. Knock it off. <laughs> Even when she's not here, she's a pain in my ass. Unbelievable. Did she tell you to do that to get back at me for yesterday? Whatever. Oh. The bloom of sports is beautiful. Um, Forgot it was her voice, to be honest with you. I just <laughs> said politics again. <laughs> and um, the bloom of sports is beautiful. But what I am, what I, so I'm going to get sidetracked through it because it's me. But the ratings are telling us that the country's not being sidetracked by it. This, it it's a cool little afterthought. But right now, it's it's not what's forefront. You have an election year, you have a pandemic, you have some social unrest, and, you know, things are a little weird and have been for over six months now. I'm going to enjoy this moment as best as I can so that 10 years from now I remember it a certain way. Um, this is a lot of fun for me as a fan. Um, and more importantly, think about this, Frank. I talked to you about how it was the first time I've been able to enjoy this as a fan. We're watching some NBA history right now. If the Heat can pull this off and go to the finals, it, no one, very few teams in the history of the NBA have been, and granted, I'm not going to say they're not good, but from a seeding standpoint, been as low, has had as low a seed as the Heat and made the finals. I think there's only been two or three teams ever been seeded as low or lower than the Heat. Am I correct? couple of seven seeds we talked co- about. Yeah, yeah, we looked at it. It was a couple of them. Doing something here that's it, it borders on unprecedented. I hope it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Like I think right now, people are purposely ignoring sports. I am hoping and praying that when you get to a championship situation or a championship stage, um, that there's more of a, of awakening and awakening to this and that we may take to it a little more because I think this is a very fun story. What's coming out of Miami Heat, uh, the organization, the team, the things that they're doing on this stage. Um, and for a minute, it's it's honestly, it's such a feel-good story. It's better than whatever's going on with Denver and Los Angeles. Uh, it's feel-good nature is bringing a certain, you know, Americans love the, the underdog. <laughs> and somehow I believe that for the first time, the Heat are the underdog. Used to being hated, but right now, I don't know how hated they are. They are definitely the underdog. Um, You are either a Celtics fan or you tend to not like the Celtics, right? Um, Yeah, the Heat are doing something that's remarkable right before our eyes. And I just hope that we can embrace it here in South Florida. And I hope the NBA embraces it because I think it's a great NBA story. So if Miami, because right now I feel like we're climbing that ladder in Mortal Kombat. Like, we're going up that mountain. And at the top of the mountain, we know it's Shang Tsung. And we would love for it to be the Lakers because at the end of the day, we would love for that opportunity to dethrone the king. Um, We match up poorly against both teams. We do. We do. So that's where I was going to get to. Both teams are great. Would this be our most validated NBA finals? 
It would, even though we might lose. <laughs> okay, hold on a minute. I understand. We're going into it obviously knowing that we're the underdogs. 100%, we are David. We're going in facing a Goliath. But if we do, if we were to win, does this outrank all the championships that we have? Oh, for sure. Would this one go up there in gold? Yes. Gold banner? I think so. Leave the other ones in white, put this one in gold. I don't know about the gold and white banners. Well, I do. No, no I, I honestly believe. All right, then a gold trim. You have to put this one out there. You have to say this one was in the bubble. This one was different. This was 2020 during a pandemic, and we knocked them out. We weren't supposed to win. We had a 5% chance of going to the NBA Finals when the playoffs began, or nine, something like that. Knocked out the number one team in the NBA, which was the Milwaukee Bucks. Knocked out the number three team in the East, and then going face off either the number three team in the West or the number one team in the West. All right, so we, we talk about superstitions on the show. Before we go to break, I allow, allow you to understand that the Heat T-shirt that I've claimed has been my, my, love, my lucky and saving grace for this series was not available for wear last night. So since I had to, in, like in a matter of a minute or two, I had to come up with something, I realized that we're united in black with the Heat. That's their saying during this playoff. So I went black with Adidas, and we won. So uh, that shirt is no longer a part of what is my superstition. Doesn't exist. Uh, and we got that and whacked it out of the way. It's, it's gone. That shirt no longer needed to be worn in order for the Heat to win. So I feel good about that. Will you be... <laughs> will you be in front of your TV on Friday, guys? I took a long time to get you involved for two minutes. Many of you are not basketball fans. You've said as much. I know it. But based on what's going on, will the TV be on with the game on wherever you will be Friday night? For sure. 100%. Is this, is this like an 100% or is there someone going to be like, you know what, I don't like, like, like I can see Araya telling me, not really, Emiliano, but. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not going to be watching the game. It's, gonna, it's my birthday, so we're doing something else. Yes, I know it's your birthday tomorrow, Nicole. Therefore, I, I can't watch the game. I totally, I totally got it. I mean, I, I know that tomorrow's your birthday. Yes, I know. Yes, yes, but I'm saying that's why I can't watch it. That's make, my justifiable reason. Make make a note to self. It'd be all the more reason to watch it because it's going to be a party, man. Gotta watch this. Most unforgettable 16th birthday of anybody's life. Let's just put it this way. Be prepared to go out to La Carreta with pots and pans. because you Oh, you told there. me that that's not pots so and pans. But if we beat Boston and we beat them on Friday in a gentleman's sweep, come on. A gentleman's come sweep? On. Yeah. What the hell's that? But when you beat them 4-1. A sweep is 4-0. A gentleman's sweep is when you allow them to win the game. <laughs> One game. How did I not know that saying? You really didn't know that? I didn't make it up. I've said it on the show before. You probably have. It's proof to the fact that sometimes I don't pay attention to what you're saying. <laughs> Mario, you set yourself up for that one. That was kind of like when Tyler Hero drives and they do a pick and roll, but then he puts it up and bam dunks it. Like That was kind of what you did. Yeah. So was, good assist, Mario. Fun. You set it up for me. That was real good. Heat up 3-1. I didn't even believe I'm saying this. Um, I've always said the good luck term is as long as I am actively on the air that he'd have a chance to win the title. So, as long as I don't lose my job in the next week and a half or so, I think, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we should be all right. <sighs> and then there's still football. Tonight, the Dolphins play. Tonight, the Dolphins lose. Tonight, the Dolphins realize they have no chance to make the playoffs again. <laughs> Do we see Tua tonight? 
No, they better not. <laughs> what Tua. if we do? Leave Tua on the sideline, please. If Tua comes out tonight, then I'm we're changing Tua Tuesdays to Tua Thursdays. I'm going to get mad. I'm going to get really mad if they use Tua, but whatever. Leave it to the Dolphins. They'll do anything. Of course. Hey, is it okay if I start ragging on the Dolphins again? Um, I've never told you not to. <sighs> you seen Tua's highlight reels these past two weeks? You got jokes, don't you, Mario? No, people are legit making highlight reels of him sitting on the bench. <laughs> he gets one back. He gets one back, yes. <laughs> I knew you weren't going to sit pat there and sit calmly. I had a I feeling, man. I had a feeling that's where it was going. I had a feeling, but well done. That was good. It worked out good. That's good. <sighs> All right, we'll come back from break after I recover from this lashing that I took from Mario. We'll do more of the same. I, I'm in shock. 3-1, the heater up. Talk about that. Talk about some football. Talk about some stuff right here on Good Morning Amigo, Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs> hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the Morning, World Famous Wake Up Show MTV. We worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio. This is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Back here on Good Morning Amigo. Love that song. A little Van Halen never hurt no one. I get up. But nothing gets me down. Yeah, I love that song. Those are good times. Good times. Good times, uh... Not necessarily 2020, that's for sure. Um, bad news in the world of sports. Gail Sayers passed away yesterday. Uh, sad news. You're a Bears fan, Frank. You're allowed to say you're a Bears fan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, yeah, it was sad news yesterday when I found out. Stud, I think it was 74. I think that was his age. That sounds about right. What national day, 77, by the way, what national day is it today, young Andy? I, I don't it's not even days. worth it. It's natural, National Cherry's Jubilee Day. Eh. So what is Cherry's Jubilee? Let's go over this. Because this sounds better than some, like, algae I don't know. Some cupcakes. dessert they always have on the cruise menus that I really want nothing. Or no <laughs> well, hold on a second. Hold on. <laughs> it's starting to sound like maybe it's not great for you, but it probably tastes pretty good. And I'm going to bet a, 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 a silver shiny quarter. And it tastes better than algae cupcakes. Algae cupcakes. <laughs> spirulina. Spirulina, algae cupcakes. She's starting to get mad, Frank. We're finally there. She's talking. No, oh, okay, no. Okay. Algae we... cupcakes, no. Spirulina. Frank is correct. Spirulina. They're so what is it that you're giving me with plant algae? Plant-based protein muffins. Spirulina breakfast muffins. And what is the Chocolate thing that has algae? Superfoods. What is it that has algae that you told me you're going to try to stuff down my throat? The, the muffin. Oh, so, they start, so they're algae? So they're algae muffins. They're not cupcakes. My apologies. They're muffins. You know why I thought cupcakes, Frank? Because Amanda made chocolate cupcakes last night. And you indulged you them. had chocolate chips inside the oh, muffin. Man. man, my wife used to make one with like some Oreos inside of the muffin. Yeah, she does little things like that, little hybrid things like that. It makes it hard to look at it and say, right, maybe I'm going to have one. Yeah, I had one young end. I, had to, I can't say no to my daughter. One or two? I had one. Three. Three is what I had, actually. <laughs> Three is the number I had. 
<laughs> How did that happen? How did she know and you didn't, Frank? I know everything. I was trying to cover for you, though. Like, I wasn't trying to put you out there. I was going to say, like, four, to be honest. Uh, three. Three is the right number. <laughs> Sorry. I, I had a good grill yesterday. It did well. Did, did well on the grill. Had a little brown rice. So you grilled. Frank wore a green shirt. I wore my black shirt. But I, I, I took, I got rid of my Jinx, which was the other heat shirt. I did it inadvertently, but we had lost when I wore that shirt, so I had to retire that for this run. And, and I, that hat, no? Oh yeah, the hat's gone. There's no hat. I don't know what hat you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he threw it on the grill last no night. No hat. <laughs> hat is bye. He threw it on the grill. <laughs> the hat is bye bye. Bye-bye. I never want to see that hat again in my entire life. Bye-bye. You know what I do love, right? Is the moment I get that Miami Heat license plate, they go and do this. This is great. This is beautiful. Phenomenal. The moment my daughter comes into this into this world, they do this. Oh, you're happy about that, huh? Oh, oh wait. Well, you know how if if regardless what happens, this is going to be something when later on in life, when she becomes a Heat fan, that I'll be telling her about. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna talk about something a little uncomfortable. Oh my! Yeah. Um, Vanessa Bryant suing the sheriff's department for the release of those pictures. You you heard about that? I did hear about that. I didn't look Young into Andy, it, but I heard you, about you, it. You heard about that? I saw a headline when I was checking out the news today. What? Give me a little more detail. I, I'm on not it. gonna give you a lot of details. It's not like I'm filled with them. Just a little. Just, just a that. Little. But but the detail I remember that I was very candid and vocal about on the show. Uh, the first thing I want to do is express all the respect in the world to the Bryant family, to the fact that she's a widow and what she's dealing with. So I certainly would hate to cast any negative aspersions or sound like I'm being a shock jock. But I see this, and now this is the second lawsuit that I scratched my bald head and asked myself why. What would be one of the reasons you would engage in a lawsuit is to regain losses, correct? Correct. So what monetary value can you put on your daughter and husband's life? You can't. Except what he left behind, which is, aside from the legacy, probably a bank account with $40, $50 million. Maybe more. Maybe I'm just guessing a number. Maybe there's 12 cents in there. I don't know. But it seems to me like things are cool financially there. So I don't know what the motivator is other than revenge or the fact that she's pissed that they released the pictures, which no doubt she's, she's got every right in the world to be upset about that. Mm -hmm. That's uncalled for. But I almost am okay with this lawsuit. The reason I bring it up is because the first lawsuit in her life after post Kobe Bryant is the one that struck me as weird. Is, is it's, I think the actual crashite was still smoldering and she had filed a lawsuit against the helicopter company. And I, I tried to put myself in her position and I remember experiencing a loss. And nothing could be further from my mind than suing the guy who hit my father-in-law. Nothing could be further from my mind than looking for revenge on the guy who I believe, in my honest opinion, I believe he recklessly killed my, my father-in-law. That, that's my per personal opinion. I think he might have not been paying attention. I'm not really sure how that went down. Story for another day. 
I can tell you, I wasn't in the middle of 24 hours of grieving when I thought of calling my lawyer and filing a lawsuit. I found it weird. So it did go through your head to file the lawsuit? No. At no point in time until maybe a month or two later, and then decided there's no monetary value. The old lady didn't want to take the insurance maximum offered by the own insurance that they paid for because she didn't feel like it was a value to his life. And it's not about that, and I get it. But there's certainly I'm not going to go, we're not going to go through some sort of litigation on a speculation. Plus, you had the fact that the, the, the road was very poorly lit. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to do was go after the, you know. The DOT, but that's a, another story for another day. The reason I'm getting at this is because I don't understand that grieving. Maybe I'm not supposed to understand it because I didn't lose a daughter and a spouse. Remember that they have lawyers around them. So this is maybe something that was sparked up by the lawyer as opposed to her. You know, they, they're a different economic class than we are, remember. So there's things in place. I know that if you have a family lawyer, the family lawyer is very concerned. Maybe he's the one that did it, not her. So here's the problem is there's no real witness to what happened. So anything I could say that happened on that helicopter is complete speculation, and I have no proof and no reason to think that other than a simple opinion. So I'm going to give you my opinion, not that it matters. I somehow believe that Kobe said, we got to get over there. Let's go. And I feel bad to say that, but that's just an opinion. If you, you cornered me about it, maybe it didn't happen. I don't know. I wasn't on the helicopter. I'm just saying is then, is, is the lawsuit meritorious if that happened? Probably not. And it, it's a weird thing when I watch and I read about this because I am so pro-Kobe. I am such a big fan of everything that has to do with him and his mindset, his mentality, and what he brought to the game of basketball. I'm, I'm just a little confused about that inspiration. And, I, and maybe it's not comparable to lose a spouse and a father-in-law. But I just, I know that my, my mother-in-law, that was the last thing on her mind. And you're right, there may be lawyers with things in place. But let, we got to let a little time. Let it marinate just a twinge, if you would. The testament to the way we are today. And, and someone very wise once told me, you know, we're a microwave society. People want things instantly. And it's just evolved that way, I think. It's interesting that that's, you know, the quick way that we think. Uh, what is also interesting is that the quick way you think about protesting, right? And the protests about Breonna Taylor started up again last night and it sweeps the entire country, the unrest. Um, while it might be media exaggerated, the, the fact is it's happening and the pictures are there and people are going to the streets and they're not happy about what's been going on. Um, and then what happens is, here's what gets lost in the shuffle, is, is that two officers, in the midst of that, were shot yesterday. And then you're now labeled based on your opinion. So there's a, a I, I wish I could play this, but it's just too political. 
There's a young lady who has this video. It's about a minute long. Explaining what the temperature is today. So like if you're this, then people think you're that. And if you're this, then people think you're that. And it's alarming to realize all the generalizations that people are making based on whether or not your opinion's one way or another. So, strange time to bring it up on the show. I know the, the students are dormantly quiet because they have an assignment they're working on. And there was a perfect opportunity to introduce it without being political other than to say this. Uh, mind your business, I say to you. <laughs> if I'm not offering it up, stick a banana in your ear and pretend that I'm telling you. But you should give a whole bunch of attention to something else other than my opinion on something political. One of the most inappropriate things to do to anybody is to ask them who they're going to vote for. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Especially when you live in an age where you're categorized based on that. Let me tell you something else. I love how assumptions are made. And I'll keep it quiet, but I've had people close. Close in this building, as far as slam is concerned. Close from a student standpoint. Close from a family standpoint that assume one thing based on what they see and could not be more wrong. Could not be more wrong. Those are people that are too worried about that side of me. I say to those people, mind your damn business. Mind your beeswax. Worry about your own stuff. Take things, let them marinate, come to your own opinion, and respect the fact that I can guarantee you not one, there is not one opinion you will ever have that you will be agreed with 100%. So when you go into this understanding that, Please, please, please stop categorizing people based on their opinions. Please. There's absolutely, positively no reason to do it. There are so many people out there that speak to us and tell us. We, we, we bitch and moan about social media, right? Well, we live in a very much a video society where whether you consume it through social media, through your phone or on TV, messages are out there, guys. During this whole pandemic, many celebrities, many athletes have sent positive messages of hope to those going through this nonsense, which is all of us. I don't know how we can be a compassionate society and yet at the same time be a society that's so intrusive. Because with that compassion comes the understanding that we are all different, yet we are all the same. And somehow, some way, we believe that our entitlement is different to that. I don't know who Frank's going to vote for. I don't care who Frank's going to vote for. I don't know Frank's politics. Once in a while, we'll engage in a conversation. For all I know, Frank is going con la cuerda because he doesn't want to disagree with me. Whatever his opinion is, I've been clear with him and tell him, I don't really want to know your opinion. If we talk about something, bring it out of it, but I'm not, I don't want to know. Don't want to know Yendis. Don't need to know it. It's not a bad thing. If we figure out we're on the same page on a topic or a trend, we talk about it. That's not a problem. 
But people are people, and people are different. God knows I'm different. Do me a favor, leave me alone. Mind your business. I will vote for whoever I damn well please. It's simple. That's my American right. Guess what you have? You have your American right to do the exact same thing. Can you imagine that? Guess what I'm not going to do? Not for one nanosecond. I'm not going to worry about who you're voting for. Don't care. I would tell you, go vote. Damn it, go vote. That's important. But don't worry about the other stuff. And somehow, if you have less on your plate to deal with, it's easier to deal with the things on your plate. Things are really hard. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. Sorry. Sorry. What? I hit trigger happy. Go. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're going to be so mad at me. <laughs> so sorry. <sighs> Don't be mad at me. Please. I'm sorry. I really am. The hell was that? My finger slipped. I'm sorry. Please. Why's your finger even I don't know. Because it's close to the time. I'm sorry. But I give you a finger when I, you have to worry about your I, finger. Oh, I'm sorry. Don't be mad. Go on. Continue. Point is, go vote. Who cares who I'm voting for? Who cares what my opinion is? Nobody. Often I, I don't even offer it up. I've had people tell me, you have a platform with those students to teach them right from wrong. I already, according to who? Because here's my problem is, is when you come to tell me what right and wrong is and that you understand right, I'm going to tell you you probably don't because you're just convincing yourself you do because none of us do. Worry about yourselves. I started months ago. Remember Universe of One? I don't think Yandy's ever... Young Yandy's never heard of my concept, Universe of One. You have. We've spoke about that in the first couple of days we, we met. Oh, so I've known you long enough for you to know about Universe of One. There you go. Worry about your damn self. We are, gosh, a little over a month away from an election. And it's going to be interesting. And it's going to dictate a whole bunch of stuff. I'm going to love you the same no matter who you vote for. Just go out there and vote, though. Like That's absolutely important. But if you take these things off the proverbial plate that I was talking about, Frank, and you start dealing with the real problems in our society, which whether you agree, disagree, feel that there's a reason that warrants, whatever it is, the social unrest has to be resolved. A resolution is needed, absolutely in that area. It cannot be ignored. It cannot be overlooked anymore. Don't care what side of the fence you're on. I don't care what your opinion is on it. Your opinion is to resolve it. Your opinion is to resolve the problem. This country's history, we've drawn a line in the sand time and time again when we have to resolve a problem. We drew a line in the sand on March 13th. Did we dig it too deep? I don't know. But here we are. 22 states reporting a rise in COVID cases. Two sides of that story. Oh, here we go again. Or, well, they got so low that they had nowhere to go but up. Plus, temperatures are starting to dip. If you've seen the national temperatures. It's no longer blistering heat. It's 50s and 60s and it's cool and stuff might start happening. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Anthony Fauci. I'm not Emiliano. 
dude that does a radio show who has an opinion that only matters when I go vote. We get confused about having a voice and giving a damn about your voice. So whoever's listening to us, because they want to hear us talk crap. I don't want to hear you tell me about your politics. And I'm almost rather hear you tell me about your fantasy football team, which you know I hate that. No, it's not important. Now, are there people in our lives that we know share similar views? Sure. Is it perfectly okay to go privately and discuss your private views with someone who is of similar mindset with you? Absolutely. 100%. The moment it becomes a fight, it's over. Don't do it. Not worth it. Trust me, not worth it. But for whatever it's worth, you don't insult me, I don't insult you. You respect me, I respect you. Don't call me names, I won't call you names. And most importantly, I don't give an itchy about your politics, so do me a favor and give less of an itchy about mine. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker every. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio Sirius XM. Yeah. For every sport of every kind, tune in here where you will find. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, we're back here on Good Morning Amigo. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Quick segment. I went late. I didn't realize that. That was part of my slip-up. Well, I went on a little mini rant there. I don't even know where that came from, to be very honest with you. I wasn't expecting it to be honest. Well, I was just I just annoyed. I'm pretty annoyed. Um, it's important that we respect each other's opinions and start to go back to being polite. I think what happened is I talked to um, my dear friend, my dearest friend, the gentleman who really married me to slam, quite frankly. Um, my buddy Albert and Tyrion, uh, I hadn't talked to him in a while. Attorney, and he's busy, and, you know, I, him and I have an accord as friends, you know, that I respect his time like any good attorney. I, was one of those moments I needed to talk to him about something that he could assist me in, um, and it ensued in a two-hour conversation. We just catch up and talked in ages. Um, and it reminded me of... Knowing this guy now, since he was a teenager, I've known him. And gosh, Frank, I gotta say, it's 31 years I've known this guy now. Um, I don't think I've ever had a fight with him. I've never had an argument with this guy. Not once. Um, put me up in his house for a month. <laughs> Here goes a personal one. When I left my ex-fiance, I picked up, walked out. I had nowhere to go. I stayed in his crib for a month. This is a guy that I've given him more than enough reasons to be mad at me more than once. He's never been mad at me. We've never had an argument. 
And yesterday we were talking, and he poked fun at a couple of things as we were talking politics. Reminded me of some things. He's a very intelligent man. But God, I had a blast talking to him because it was just like for the first time in a long time, I felt like I didn't need to be putting up walls. And that the stuff that he blatantly disagrees with me on will poke fun at me and move on. Do you know that he, he reminded me of something yesterday that's a bitter reality of the brief moments I had supporting Hillary Clinton because oh. I, I happen to think her husband is as bad as everybody makes him out to be? Yikes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so when I got a lot of hell for that, right, all he ever did was poke fun at me about it. Mm-hmm. Smiling, never being angry about it, never. And I realized, well... This is the quintessential example of how everyone should be with everyone. Not because I've known him 30 plus years. That's not the reason. The reason is because you commonly respect each other. And I think in society, we've run into these labels and things where people think it's okay to shout at you because they perceive you to be something. Listen, if you like Trump and you wear a MAGA hat, uh, the newest one now is... Have you, have you seen Frank? Uh, oh boy. Trump is umpingu. Have <laughs> no. you seen that one? No. Yeah. I've seen that one. So I don't like repeating it it's because crazy. I can legally get away with saying it because there's like a, a, a cartoon called Pingu or something like that, right? Uh-huh. But it's through the connotation is, is that he's the he's the big swinging, you know, mm. cowboy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> swashbuckling down the street or whatever it is he does. And I, I don't think it's funny. I mean, it's funny, but I, I'm looking at that going, you wouldn't catch me dead wearing that. And I'm not better than anybody else. Mm-mm. Catch me dead wearing that. No. With things that happen that people are so sensitive, as soon as they see something like that, I just don't wear anything. It's all of a sudden safe to wear a Yankee hat in Boston because nowadays it's not about what team you root for. Mm-mm. But it's about all this nonsense that I'm sorry, guys, it drives me nuts. And it's a short segment, so I was just going to wrap it up that way, you know? Like, this is something that all of you, commonly, whether it's our teenagers, I know they're not listening now, they're doing their assignment, God willing. Camera's on, by the way, guys. I don't know how many times I got to say the same thing. Thank you. Kind of maybe will filter, and they can understand that they have to respect other people. And many of them do it already. I don't want to make a common generalization that makes it sound like 100% of them don't, or 100% of people don't. Many people observe exactly the common sense I'm talking about. But the ones who don't make it difficult for everyone else. You have no idea how little I care. Not because it's not important, but because I don't want it to get to that between you and me. You see, our relationship on this radio here, on this thing where you guys listen to me, whether it's 12 of you or 12,000 of you or 12 million of you, I don't know. By the way, I also don't care. Because the ones that are listening are the ones that are in class. They're listening. Good. And maybe some of the wisdom will filter down. Maybe I'm an idiot and I have no wisdom. But I'm smart enough to know 
having walked a few miles in my shoes, that the best thing is to shut your mouth and mind your business. Oh, this is a free society. I'm not talking about the freedoms of what you can and can't do. Be smart. Be free to be smart for yourself. You have ways of expressing your voice. The smartest way is to vote. Go vote, please. Hey, I'll be candid. There's, there's, there's something in politics, and I'll say it, it's in local politics, that Yendi and I vehemently disagree on, and she doesn't even know we vehemently disagree on it. Vehemently, to the nth degree, vehemently. Involving people we know and everything in politics. It's because you, you choose not to put it out there. She doesn't even know. this. Is, she's discovering this as I say it now. Well, for as long as we've been friends, I've never really necessarily discussed to you like which side I lie on. Yeah, I don't. Notice I don't have a curious face. Because mm -hmm. you don't care. I don't know if she can figure out based on what I said what it is. I'll say it in front of the kids when we go to break. That I don't care. I just won't say it on the air. Because it's not that deep. But it's something that, like, I think about it. So I go, she doesn't even know that, like, it's like this with me. Guarantee you when I tell her, she'll just laugh. It has, none of this stuff should have anything to do with how you get along with the person across from you. I guess that's the I message actually, I'm trying to convey. I actually enjoy having conversations with people who are opposite views of mine or who have opposite views of mine because I learn something about what their perception is. I study political science in, in, at the college level. I have that behind me. So I'm able to sit and have a conversation with people. But one of the major things, and, as, and it goes as far as politics, globalization, anything, diplomacy, it's understanding the other person's viewpoint that's so important in order to have a constructive conversation. This new little mantra that I took on because I'm a corny old man even fits into what I'm saying now. So if what you do is instead of talk and worry... Yeah, listen, that means you learn a little and teach a little. Because when you're listening, you're learning, and then when you're learning, you're able to teach because you know more. It's such a beautiful cycle. We can't learn if we can't shut up. And what Yeni said is right. I love speaking to people who will not get excited or stupid about their opinions or if ours oppose and listen to what they have to say on the other side of the fence. On a student level, I'm going to tell you exactly who's a wonder to talk to. She's not here. There's Araya. And she knows that on a couple of occasions, she's not ruffled my feathers, but I get, <clears throat> right? I'm allowed to. Mm -hmm. That's how her and I roll. But you want to know something? Have you ever seen when I ask her an opinion? And I said, I just listen to her. That's a 16-year-old's got my attention, and I'm all ears when she speaks. And while many people assume that her and I are on opposite ends of views, you'd be surprised how many things she says I agree with. But there's some stuff there that I don't understand it, I don't capture it, but I want to learn it. I want to learn it. Remember when Luke got mad at me? Oh, come on here and talk. Don't get mad at me. Teach me. Yep. Teach me. What am I wrong about? No, so many times I come on this microphone as we got to go to break. <sighs> Admitting either ignorance 
or inclinability to being flexible about where I stand because I may not know enough about it. So many topics that if I don't know enough about it or it doesn't relate to me, Papito, not happening. We're not talking about it. It's not happening. I'm glad I was able to have this little therapy session. On the other side. Feel better now? No. No. <laughs> I have the stress of this 3-1 thing. I'll, look, I'll look probably that. eat That's something soup, that I look forward to soup and about. crackers today to settle my stomach. You got Tomorrow I'll be a mess. Dolphins, yeah. Not that dolphins will settle your stomach. You think I'm going to stay up and watch that? Really? It'll be on I'd the backdrop. I'd be worried about sports than politics. Can I tell you that? Well, I, I spend my life worrying about sports, and you're right. Worrying about the heat, whether they're going to go to the NBA Finals or not, is much better than what I just spent a half hour talking about. But They're going to the Finals, be, not whoa, whether whoa, or not they're going. Whoa, whoa, finish it. Frank, 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 Frank. We're, whoa, no, 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 no. She doesn't know the rules. You don't talk about that. No, you just don't say it like that, young Andy. Negative. I'm allowing us positive. to destroy our our platform. Horrible. We should have a joke on the show, Frank. Right? I think we have a new ongoing joke. Yaki, I screwed it up. An ongoing joke, right? Where we, you know how we've been teaching our students about station IDs, our, our first level students? So I think we need to create an official slam radio radio ID, mm -hmm. kind of identifying where we're at. Ooh, Havana. Something with your amazing voice, right? Mm -hmm. That can play dry in the backdrop. And whenever I, the top of the hour, go over, you allow me, you know, if I get to 9 o'clock, it's fine. If I get to 9.01, just to piss off the flow, you don't cut me off. You just play it in the backdrop as if, yo, bro, you're late. This can is I, supposed to be played. Can I make it in a very little Havana flavor? You can do with that station ID whatever you want. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, I already have an idea. But to make sure, I don't do this very often, but I do. I do. I usually will release at 9 to the break or 8.59 if I'm going late. But, but at 9.03, look at me. Yikes. <laughs> so you have permission to do that? Yes. You like that, huh? All right. See if we talk to a couple of these uh, young lads. They've been busy doing their assignment. I got I to gotta get with them. On the other side, we'll talk to them. See if they're excited about the Miami Heat. Young Yendi, don't do that ever again. You understand? The superstition is thick. You don't ever do that. That's a superstition thing. Never. I'm more about positive karma. No, 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 no. Please, listen. Let me explain to you about how overrated your positive karma is. I have picked against the Heat in every game. In every game. That they've won. I've been dressed Think as a about fan it. every game. Every game that I they've won, I have picked against them. Now, won. obviously, a lot of this is shtick. Because for the first time, I'm looking at this in a way where, like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it, I am not convinced this is going to, can this really happen? It does feel a little like 06, Frank. A little bit. This feels like 06 much more than anything else. I think it feels better than 06. Because in 06, we need we, something else in to 06, happen. In 06, we kind of had. Is, we're not there yet. In 06, we had Shaq and Wade, and we had the pieces that we knew that we can go far wherever this we This is went. an unexpected thing, but we unexpected. need something else to happen. We're not at that pinnacle yet. We cannot t 
give the totality to that statement as I destroy our clock. This is feeling better than 06. Mm -mm. One or two or five things need to happen. <laughs> I like, I like, you listen, one or two things happening, amazing. Fantastic would be five. Five. Friday and then four more and then a parade down Biscayne Boulevard. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I love this song. Love this song. You're going to really fade it out at this point. You got to already put it on the report. Give you up. Never going to let you down. Never going to run around and desert you. This song is bad. So I get, a, I get a message from Serena across the pond. Apparently they've created some, it's either a meme or some little poster. I love uh, her. She's so To vote funny. for Rick Astley because he will never give you a, like, no, <laughs> it's pretty funny. I guess I should repost it. I don't know if I did or not. I don't think I did, actually. I'm going to have to put that up today. Good morning, Amigo Series XM 145. Slam here. Had a moment with one of our students. She's a trip. The, one of the most fulfilling things about all this, young Yandy, you know, I always felt like a lot of the teacher stuff came across corny. Like, I'll be very candid with you. Um, I live with a teacher. I felt some of the stuff was really over the top, but she teaches elementary school. I got here, taught some middle school. I'm actually looking forward to next year. Looks like Mr. Berto wants to give me an eighth grade class. Start cultivating them early. I'm in love with that idea. Um, but the idea of teaching these kids, children, my name? children, young adults, and why do I say it that way? Because a lot of them I met when they were seventh graders. A guy like Santi might have been, Santi, I don't think you were in eighth grade. I think you were already in high school. Idani, you were in ninth grade. I'm looking across the board here. Alex, Alexandra, you were in ninth grade. Bryce was, Bryce grade. was in ninth grade. Nashar was in ninth grade. You know, a lot of you here in this group, I'm, you know, I've known you for your whole high school life. And so it's I joined Slam when I was in ninth grade, but my sister was there a little bit yeah, earlier. Yeah, I had so your sister before I had you. I met you, believe it or not. I met you at like an open house. <laughs> That's yeah. how I actually met yeah. you. Like, I met you at an open yeah. house before I met you as a student at the school. Um, the, well, the beauty of all of it is you, because of that, you get to see them grow up. And it that to me, I would have thought that would be corny. And I look at it now. And when you combine it with the fact that if you've been in my program, you now have a voice. And that voice has had an evolution. I go through all of that because the person I had a moment with, Eileen, uh, they're all my favorites, right? So I don't single any of them out. I, what I, Eileen is so unique because she, she's driven, responsible, intelligent, right? And that's a, that's a perfect package for Slam Radio. But she was never really outspoken like a lot of our students. In fact, relatively quiet. And what has happened is now, I guess, Eileen, you're, you're a senior, am I correct? 
Yes. You're a senior. So now it's senior Eileen. And what you got is you got senior pictures. You got a senior ring. You got, even though this is a crazy time, she knows this is the year. This is it. Do, 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 do. And she graduates. And, it's a be- and all of a sudden, their personalities start to develop. It really starts to happen around either late 10th grade or early 11th grade is when it really starts to, to bloom. And they go from being quiet to being assertive young adults. And that's why I always ha- I'm in this constant struggle because we call them children, we call them kids. And I always correct myself because I like to call them young adults because they really are young adults. Um, and the moment I had with Eileen was just so funny because she identified a joke that I made. And she thought it was hysterical, but she kind of poked fun at me about it. And it's that's like Eileen normally wouldn't do that. And it's a silly little thing that comes with the package of being here, Frank. You see it all the time. Um, all the time. It's, it's what makes it a lot of fun. And on the heels of perhaps there being a return to school in the coming weeks, um, while there's some excitement for some of us, there's some concern for others. And I don't know where I sit with that one. Yeah, if you guys don't think I don't enjoy you guys, Eileen made me dress like a cowboy last year for a project. Made me drive way out in the boondocks. That's right. To go pick up grass to make it look like I was farming. That's so right. If that doesn't and we prove didn't my even for win. Y'all, if that doesn't prove my love for y'all, I don't know what I got to do <laughs> to prove to y'all that I love y'all. Give yourself Eileen, a whistle. Eileen, I need to see this video. <laughs> Eileen, <laughs> keep that to yourself. <laughs> I actually have it. Oh. So if you want it, I can send it to you. Uh, of course. Send it to me, please. Of I course. Social media. Hi. <laughs> Great to hear from you, Angel. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Always leave it to Angel to have the... Uh, of course. Yes. I have the evidence. <laughs> so it's just wonderful to see them kind of develop and do this. But I wanted to ask them in this brief segment what their mindset is about a return to school in the coming weeks. Excited, opting to January. You can opt to not tell me anything other than I'd like to at least hear your opinion about your thoughts on it. Now, whether or not you're coming back or not, that's a private decision. That's not my business. Well, we'll start with you, Eileen. Put you on the spot since everybody's being so quiet. Um, well, with all this for returning to school for me, I plan on returning in January just because um, of how things are going and I still wouldn't know how like everybody would adjust in school. So I'd have to return in January to see. I I think if I were a senior, I would uh, I would do the same thing, Frank. I would. I think if I were a senior, she brings up a good point. We have no idea how everything's going to settle when everybody comes back. So you waited out a couple months, let everything get not ruining senior year. You got to mitigate it. Yeah, you got to mitigate it. Are a lot of your senior classmates doing the same thing without giving any of them up? And again, it's not it's not classified information, but out of out of respect, I just preached on the fact that you don't ask somebody what they're voting for. Like this could be a private decision. This could be something you want me to find out the day it happens. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not privy to that information. I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a list where I can see whether you are or aren't. Um, so you're you're more than willing to tell me that's fine, but I'm not going to ask you off them. But are your senior friends in the same mode, or are they more like, well, let me get back. It's my senior year. I'll never get back there again. Yada yada yada. Well, I have a couple friends that are actually returning. 
but that is because some of them say that they really can't focus online, that online really isn't for them. For me personally, online is like, I could pretty much handle it. That tells me college is going to go fine for you because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of elements in college that deal with that. And I think that you can get far along. If you're good in that environment, um, you open up your horizons as to what classes you're able to take because you can sit at home and take classes. Mm -hmm. So it's always a plus if you can acclimate to this environment. But I will tell you it's understandable for your friends that it's not the most comfortable environment. I personally, I am not a fan of teaching in this environment. Oh, my God, I got to let them go, don't I? Uh, yeah, in two minutes. Wow, where does the time go, huh? Unbelievable. <sighs> but anyway... Okay, so thank you for your, anybody else because I'm I'm curious. I know we got to go to break, but I am curious. Like, is it too soon, or are you dying to get back? Um, at first it was too soon. No, at oh, first oh, I was like, dying to go, but then now it's fine. I don't want to go back. I'm staying online as well. You're staying online. Uh, Alexander's a senior as well. That's nuts. Not surprised, actually. To be the honest. seniors, I would think. Santi, I, I know I can ask you. You're not going to get mad if I ask you. No, I mean, I prefer staying online. Yeah. Maybe join a little bit later on mm -hmm. so I can, you know. I'm telling you, I think, I think the seniors, I think the upperclassmen, primarily the seniors, I think they're going to they're gonna do this. Based on Santi's technology, he's a gamer, and I think he just likes being <laughs> in a computer. i got to be honest. He, his room game is is on point. His room, like, yeah, the other day it was, I don't want to say it was slightly there. messy. It was, it was... It was un. What's the word I'm looking for? It was not typically kept. It like there was just. It seems as if somebody had laid on top of the made bed and it was partially unmade. And it stood out to me because it was the first time I hadn't seen his room borderline impeccable. Because through this whole thing, I've learned that my God, like I wish I had an office. I wish I had a man cave like Santi's room. Like I would do anything for that. Like guys, guys, guys look at him. It's his palace. He's and ready to impeccable. go. Impeccable. And it's <laughs> impeccable. Yeah, I got to tell you, his, his, his room game is on point. I got to think some of the seniors also getting used to senior, uh, to college stuff. Look at him. He's got his heat. Are you kidding? Look at that. I got a refrigerator in my room. He's oh got a fridge God. in his room. But get away from the important stuff. Your, your, your bed, your throw or whatever is of the Miami heat. Look at this. I am supremely impressed. Wow. And he's in uniform too, Frank. Very nice. Very nice. Of course, I'd sit down quickly. Just so nobody sees these slacks. There you go. Yeah, those are <laughs> slacks from fourth. Up. Those slacks were from fourth grade, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I got. No. I got to go to break because I'm not that going to get in trouble with the other class. See you on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This. It's Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, putting it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's not. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. That's the energy I miss. I miss being in that arena. And that place shaking when you play something like this. I miss Uptown Dale. Shining in the streets, gonna take all the world someday. You got blood on your face. 
big disgrace leaving your banner all over the place that sounds a jam sing it now yeah morning amigo series xm 145 your old man poor man in your eyes gonna make us these day you got blood on your face Disgrace. Somebody better put you back into your that place. That arena is always such great energy. I just love it. I do miss it. You're right. Yeah, it's so even if you have to be silent and pretend to be professional, there's something really fulfilling about feeling the energy in there. It's outstanding. Outstanding. That I miss. But I create my own energy. I grill for every game. That's my new thing. I do a tailgate for every heat game. Um, I'm not going to say I'm undefeated, but it's, it's the tradition and the ultimate result seems to so far be working, but I'm so not there yet. I'm so very concerned about how far we are from this because there's another team on the other side that could be just as close after tonight's game. And it doesn't mean anything because they could be the one that loses or they could be the one that wins. It, does, it, it, it only means we're almost there and we will almost have an opportunity to play in the series that everybody wants to play in. But they've got to win another basketball game first. And that... Finish him. Yes, I know, I know. But it's it's easier said than done sometimes. See, the beauty of closing out a series in normal times is when you get that home game, the ebb and flow of the crowd and how the game is played with the crowd, there's no element of that right now. Now, it does play to the advantage of the Heat, sort of, only because the Heat would only have one of three games remaining as the virtual home team. That's what I call it now, the virtual home team. So the fact that it's not like that, it's, it's the advantage goes to the Heat on that. But I still, I, I don't know why I just can't, I can't get rid of this notion that I'm still nervous about it. You, you feel me on this, Frank? Yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from. It doesn't sit easy with me, you know. It's very uptight. Very. When you watch a team that's not supposed to win, win, mm. it's fun. It is fun. It makes all the games much more I'm not having enjoyable fun. I'm not having fun. Because you're stressed about it too much. Yes. You're too worried about yes. the outcome instead of enjoying yes. the game. That was my yes. issue in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series. Yes. I enjoyed I, I was worried too much about the outcome instead Hold of enjoying on. the moment. Hold on. I'm gonna defend you here a second. They went to a game seven. They went to a late inning rain out rain delay in game seven. You had a lot to be worried about. That was one of the most God, the, the, the climactic finishes of any World Series ever. But it wasn't right even, up there with '97. It's up there with. It wasn't even Game Seven. It was like the entire lead up to Game Seven. You're right. From the, from the from, even from the year before where they got swept from, by the Dodgers. Anything that's worth a damn has a crescendo, brother. And the crescendo as you get to a Game Seven as great as what Ray Allen did in Game Six. That had to happen for there to be a Game Seven. That's why Game Sevens are so magnificent when it's for a championship. Dear God. Yeah. Dear God. I remember I couldn't concentrate that day in that game seven in that series. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't focus. See, I had to, I couldn't wait for the game to start. Here's the thing. And, I, and this is what I don't know if it plays into why I'm so differently feeling here. 
Do you know that I was not nervous for Game 7 in that San Antonio series? After Ray Allen hit the shot, uh, Game 7? I don't. Need, I, I wasn't w- nervous either. I enjoyed Game 7. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't nervous at all. By the third quarter, I was already looking up traffic patterns. I didn't, have, where I, was gonna hit. I didn't have this angst that exists. Have you I was tr- just so excited. I couldn't, like, I couldn't contain myself. Have I you, remember. Have you been able to reach out to Josh Friedman? Frank. Oh, yeah, I did text him. I'm just waiting for... All right, so hopefully we get to talk to Josh. I don't know if Josh remembers that. Also reached out to Uptown Dale. Seeing if, you did? Yeah. You, have a, you have a pipeline, Dale? Kind of. Seeing if he uh, responds. He might not. That would be cool. I'm trying to remember if I have Uptown Dale's number. Did you do it through... Uh, I did it through the gram. The gram, huh? I think I have his number. That would be fun to talk about. I Listen, I was trying to have a cheerleader come on. She was like, I don't know, I, I don't think she was up for it, right? But she's a good girl, friend of the family. Because my perspective is this would be, these would be moments that these cheerleaders would be enjoying. It's pretty cool. It's why you do it, right? right so you get to play off and the excitement. and Like, that's got to be pretty cool to perform mm-hmm. on that kind of stage. That's got to kind of sort of suck for That's got to kind of sort of suck. Yeah, 100%. That's sort of not what they were expecting I think but look they get to cheer they get to scream <laughs> I'm just not enjoying is that how cheerleaders scream to you well is that I, you, you know, know it was my it was what my, is it again say it again <laughs> I um <laughs> will I enjoy it look I believe now that it's 3-1 I may be a little calmer for tomorrow's game. But the only thing I don't like is if they lose five, then I, I start getting worried. Start getting concerned. But I think I'll be a little more relaxed tomorrow. Is, will they need to get to the finals for me to relax finally? Or is it because I know that the, the pending doom is near even if they do make the finals? You do realize, young Andy, I don't necessarily believe the Heat will win the championship, right? You, you do know that, right? We Regardless of imagine, outcome. man. Stop being such a buzzkill. Yeah, but they, listen, they can't beat the Lakers. And by the looks of how Denver plays, if Denver comes back, Denver might be a force to be reckoned with. We got a bone to pick with LeBron. We're coming for LeBron. That's why I'm rooting for the Lakers, because I'd like, I'd like to at least see that. There's only one problem with it, is, is that if he comes out victorious from it, I will be scarred from it. And I know that putting that kind of investment in it, while I always go down with my team, mathematically I observe it and understand that chances aren't very good, if you know what I mean. Well, sometimes you just don't need math and you just need hope and faith and positive and all that stuff. There's your cheerleader. Thank you, Frank. Since I didn't do a good job of it, I guess. (laughs) I did a bad job of it, Frank, so thank you, Frank. Appreciate you. Sounded like a cheerleader. Thank you so much, Frank. Thank you. Thank you. I've taken it easy on her today, and she start, it's starting. To get, she's in a comfort zone that I'm gonna have to rattle. Oh. And, and unfortunately, she's gone. She's that's it. Now she leaves. She gets to ride off with the victory today. She gets the dub today. So we're what? We're one one. I'm not keeping score. I win always because I win. Of course, of course. I have the most toys. I win, right, Frank? Correct. All right, I, I Hartman. Win. <sighs> All right, fine. Are you going to watch the Laker game tonight, young Andy? 
you. Oh, you got to make sure I know what I'm talking about when you guys start mouthing off with all your stats and facts. It's Miami FSU week. How's, uh, how's Moses doing? I mean, how's David doing? Moses, <laughs> he's good. He's looking forward to, you know, ragging on me some more. Oh, does he wait for game day to rag on you, or does he spend all the time ragging on you No, he knows how to, to keep it. the balance of the house quite right. He only rags on me during game time. Only at game time. So it's once the game starts, he starts mentioning the fact about it's great to be a Miami Hurricane. Yeah, no, he'll wear gear and just walk around in silence. He's very passive-aggressive, though. I know, you told me. He doesn't get a lot. But do you know, Frank, that she won't even give me, like, his number? Because I wanted to text him the fact about the brain of the alligator being, like, seven centimeters in diameter. Sounds like she's playing that one pretty well. Yeah, she doesn't She doesn't want him to know things that I might be able to... I know things. I'm not ready for you two to connect. I'm I know things, David. I know things. Yeah, she knows that I could make this a, a terrorization of her own personal life. She doesn't want me training, David. So I'm going to have to keep my distance, Frank, to be honest. I'm going to worship him from afar. That's why I called him Moses. I'll come up with a different name every day. What's uh, what's for dinner tonight, Yendi? It's, uh, you know, what is it, Wednesday? We're on Wednesday. I don't it's even know Wednesday. It no, it's Turd's Day. It's Turd's Day. It's steak night at the Alvarez household. On Thursdays, David grills steak. Yes, you said this, I don't know if it was earlier in the show or you said it yesterday, and I knew that, so I wanted you to have to say it again. Uh, yes. But I think we, when we say goodbye to young Yandy, we should ask her, or if she stays on until the end of the show, right before we play clocks, we should ask her what's for dinner. I kind of like that idea. That way she can throw out whatever garbage that it is that she's serving with kale and quinoa and, and algae. And <laughs> so all jokes aside, do we, I can't hear you, Frank. All jokes aside, do we hope that our car breaks down tomorrow so we don't have to eat algae muffins? <laughs> Go ahead with the Please, please. Please, thank you. <laughs> I couldn't have said it. I have a new car. It's not going to break down, and the algae muffins are going to be fresh. You hustled David out of a new car? He has a dealership, of course. He has a dealership? Yes, I learned this the other day. Two of them. Yeah, my daughter's going to be purchasing her car from that dealership, apparently. Is it the same kind of dealership that you mentioned to me when we were in the elevator last week of that brand of car? No. I'm asleep. It's... Oh, okay, okay. No, no, no. It's... No, this is a used car dealership. It's a small business. Gotcha, gotcha, uh, family gotcha. owned. Yeah. All that stuff. Awesome. Now I know where to go get my next car. Cuban American owned. Gotta like that. Small business owned. All that stuff owned. It's small business week, guys. Celebrate it. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Good night, young Indy. <laughs> Goodbye. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Are you laughing? Cause... Final segment of the program here. On Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145. You know what one of my favorite things in the entire world is? I'm afraid to ask, but go ahead. Whatever, I'll be a little transparent here on the air. When we dismiss a class and students aren't paying attention and still stay logged on to a class? You're going to have to say it again. It was unfortunate. I couldn't hear you. When we dismiss a class and students aren't paying attention and they leave their camera on and they're still logged on to a class, it's the best ever. Oh, my God. Look at this. It's the greatest ever. I'm going to have to take notes of this. And I promised myself it's all. I left my notebook. I can take a picture of it, though. Yeah, let's take a picture of it before it's gone. I got it. I took it. With a name. Well, that's good. 
Sorry. I had to, though. Yeah, that's what we've gotten. I find it quite comical, especially since that one student hasn't necessarily been attentive, and I've been trying uh, to reach her it's for okay. a while. It's okay. So we're good. We're good. We're, we're Gucci. She can't hear me, so I don't care. Yeah, she can, actually. I'm sure she can. No. She might be sleeping. She can't. One, she's probably sleeping. Two, she's probably not even there. Three, I don't have the sound connected to her. Oh, you don't? No. Uh, not at all. Uh, <laughs> Notice, I logged out of that account. <laughs> oh, yes. I see now from yes. there. Yes. I didn't realize you had the power to control that. It's always so fun. Oh, I like this view. You get almost a street view of the cars passing by. Look at this. This view is a little different than I normally provide for our... Uh, this is, is that the view that comes out in our little vidcast thing? Yes, it's on right now. So it's on right now, but when it's... Later on, it's just a podcast. There's not a vidcast that's ever posted. Is that correct? Well, the Periscope reposts, so then they do see this on the vidcast. So then we can see when I pointed this over here. Correct, correct. That's pretty cool. You can do like that scene from Spaceballs where they're standing in front of the screen and then everything they do is like a second in front. You know what I'm talking about? Come on, man. You have to have seen Spaceballs. I haven't seen Spaceballs. Are you kidding me? Larry Melian. You're lucky I didn't middle name you. Are you kidding me? No, man, I'm not watching that movie. Why would I see that movie? That movie's hilarious. Is it really hilarious? It's really funny, man. Isn't uh, isn't Bill Murray in it? Bill Murray is not in it. Not it's in John it. Candy and um, uh, I can never remember his name. The guy that played the president in Independence Day. I don't remember his name either. President in Independence Day. I'm just saying. I'm looking it up. You have to look it up because you don't remember. Neither do I. Neither do I. I am... Uh, I will be uptight today. I will be uptight tomorrow. Bill Pullman. Okay, Bill Pullman. I know exactly who he is now. Yes. Because the notion that the Miami Heat are within... 48 minutes of basketball from advancing to the NBA Finals. The fact that I'd love that they could be the first team of the two that advance to advance. On a Friday night, I think, you know, it's a big stage, although Saturday night's better. But I love the thought that they will be in a position with different circumstances. In fact, polarly opposite circumstances. Because you see what I always got tired of, and it still lingers to this day. It's the notion that Spolster's not a good coach. He won because of who he had on his team. And anybody who's in Miami knows that that's so wrong, so different. And it's coming out. Yeah, buddy. They did this Coach of the Year thing already, didn't they? I think they did. I have to see who won. Pretty ridiculous to not wait until it's over to do it, don't you think? Yeah, but isn't that a regular season award, or is that a full? I would that would not be an award I would deal with with the regular season because if there's something that happens in a dynamic of a, of a coach, then his coaching ability coaches up a six seed or a five seed to win a championship or go to a championship. You've got to consider that person to be the coach of the year. Nick Nurse won coach of the year. Yeah. So, and it's his second year in a row winning it, correct? I have to see who won it last. I think year. I believe he won it last year too. Nick Nurse, great coach. What's he doing these days? Budenholzer won it in 2019. Okay. What's he doing these days? Nick Nurse? Yeah. Fishing. Oh, he likes fishing? Yeah, he likes golf? fishing. Oh. Oh, I thought maybe he liked golf. Or that. Would they let him in the bubble to come see the Heat play? No. Probably not, right? They've been dismissed. 
They've been. Uh, yeah, they've been dismissed. All those old teams were asked to leave, so then the the teams that remain can start inviting their families and things like that. Like things are getting serious. You know who's on the way to uh, Orlando today, or actually tomorrow? I have a feeling I know who. Who? Mickey Harrison. You're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> You're damn right, bro. You damn right. You know what that means? This is what I miss, though. You Do know you know what, what that means, That's amigo? I miss being in the halls. The halls, no, but the bottoms of 601. Finish him. And you see them walk by. This is always a great time. I, I probably have done this. You're probably tired of hearing it, but anybody who's listening has probably never heard me say the story about when they won in 13 and how I remained in the bowels of the American Airlines arena doing things like knocking over Shane Battier's beer and stumbling over my own words when I finally get an opportunity to talk to the Godfather. Seeing a smug Mario Chalmers and trying to get sound from him, and that didn't work well. Walking in that locker room, which the floor was full of beer. Sticky. Sticky. Smelled all the be damned. Hmm. And ended up walking out, I want to say about 3 in the morning, with a commemorative edition of a tin Bud Light bottle, which I still have. Uh, commemorating their championship. They had that immediately available. It was fantastic. Dude, there's some incredible memories for me thanks to those days. And I swear to you, I said it, it sounded hyperbolic when I said it earlier. There, I'll attempt to prevent it unless I'm in a very private moment in which, remember, I will get to share it with my son which was something I was rarely ever able to do. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm trying to think, as they advanced to finals, I want to think I was at every one of them that was here, but I don't think they clinched all of them here. I don't have time to look it up, but it what, just... to go to the finals? Yeah, like when they... Like, I know when ba- they won, I was on the court. I spent a lot of time uh, after the game there. In 06, I don't remember them. Not 06, but I'm talking about the, the LeBron era. The first one, I don't remember. The second one, they won it here. The third one, they also clinched it here. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. It just seems as if I've always, I've never really been with Anthony to watch any of those get clinched. I don't remember fourth year what happened other than that they lost in the finals. But I believe they also clinched here fourth year. If you look it up, you might find that as well. I believe all, all four years they may have clinched it here. I'll do the research. All right, that's good. And on Friday night, I'm going to be watching that, and I will do it. Uh, the fun part of it is I will do it with a clear mind, right, um, with a full belly. My nerves will be racked. I, I, I almost feel as if the other reason it feels different is the only difference from then and now is that I actually learned the game a little differently from a coaching perspective. Not that I'm some coaching guru or anything. But I've always said that thanks to Thomas Roque, I will never watch a basketball game the same way again. Once in a while, I catch myself getting lazy and following the ball. But I'm generally looking for other things. And anybody who's even coached a little bit learns and does it. I didn't always know how to do it, but thanks to Coach Roque, I do. And I'm going to tell you that I, 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 I don't enjoy it. It's a weird thing. I'm not going to not watch it. But I get very, very, very uptight. Now, maybe a victory will bring out a lot of happiness. But uh, after what this year has been, 
what what great timing for anyone who's as emotionally invested in the Miami Heat as I am. Um, for all of our fans, our fans really love that team. That's the most loved team in this city. All right, so in 2010-2011, they played the Bulls in the finals. Do you remember the Bulls? I think they were the number one seed, right? I believe so. It may have been. I don't know. All right, so we won that one at home. We clinched that one at home. Mm-hmm. Um, 2011-2012, we played the Celtics. That game was here. That game was here. We clinched it here. Um, the following year, we played the Pacers. That we was clinched here. It here. Uh, the following year against the Pacers once again. We clinched it. Here. We clinched it. Here. I told you. Yes, here. we did. We clinched it. Yes. It was never on the road. I'm telling you, I remember always being there when they it felt like a party. I was like, ah, ah. 2006 is the one that I can't remember. Well, I, when I, I want to. I think that one they advanced on the road. on the road. I believe it. And did. they also won on the road. Yeah. Well, th- that that I remember because you remember the Dwayne Wade moment throwing the ball up in the air. Also, I remember being at a jerseys. buddy's house, and before the ball even flew up in the air, I told him, "I was like, we're watching the trophy ceremony." And we're hitting the streets. And he goes, I don't understand why. It's a th- I think it was a Thursday night or something like that. It's Thursday. It, uh, there's going to be nobody out there. I go, I guarantee you'll be coming home at 4 o'clock in the morning. We came. Well, how home. did you know back then? Because that's sort of where it was invented. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, no, no. Because when did we ever before as a city go out to the streets? In 2003, we hit the streets for the morning. Oh, you're right. My bad. Yeah. Corrected. Um, I stand corrected. And I think that's around the time that it was kind of created. We actually, I don't, believe, actually, I don't I think remember in 97. Mm, I don't man. remember. But I do remember in 2003, I, to- I had told whoever I was with that we're going to hit the streets because the streets were going to get crazy. When we were on the streets, I didn't remember them being as crazy as they were while we were there. So in 2006, I told a buddy of mine, I go, we watched the celebration of the trophy, and we're out. And he goes, oh, we're not going to be out that late. I go, we'll be home by 4. We got home at 5.15. I got home, took a shower, and I had to take off because I had summer camp at Miami-Dade. I was a, I was a counselor. So the first, Team no sleep. the first LeBron era championship, I... I left within what the funny part of leaving as quickly as I did was is I zipped out. I got no traffic getting out. I had no traffic getting out of the parking lot. I literally left 10 or 15 minutes after the game and I went straight to a spot in Hialeah. I wanted to meet my kids and I wanted to go enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And we did. So you didn't see the trophy for the uh, That first one I didn't. So wow. the second one happens. Oh, that's crazy that you would miss that. Well, yeah, I understand the aspect. I watched the celebration and then I was done. That's the you would think, right? Because especially you being the kind of person that loves celebrations the same way that I love celebrations. Like I told you, I'll be in the house even if my team. But I'll tell you, I'm I'm trying to think. So maybe I left a little late. No, I zipped out too quickly. Unless it was during the celebration. You kind of saw and then you left. Like maybe I caught the beginning and then I dipped because I got no traffic. And the truth of the matter is, is I was in Hialeah within minutes, and I was on the, like, I went from one extreme to another. It was a lot of fun being a part of that. Second year, I knew I'm not doing the same thing. So if they win, I'm staying right here. And that's when I saw LeBron come down the tunnel, and and I spent, goodness gracious, a lot more time than I would have expected to get to spend. Not directly invited by someone who worked for the Heat, but as it began to congregate, even some of these, like, come here, come here, don't worry about it. Come here. They saw that you're media. And I stepped in for, I told you the story. I stepped in for a moment and felt so out of place and wrong to be there because all their families were there. That. I was just, I was a human being for that minute. And then I went back to the, I guess, you know, right there at the, at the, 
at the entrance of a door, and that's when I got to see Spo and Riley see each other for the first time. And they were yucking it up, laughing about how they just won, right? I'm glad I didn't stay in that room. That's the one I don't share often. You saw a real moment happen. I saw one of the realest moments I've ever seen in sports, and it happened right in front of me. Like, you, man, you're further away from me. I was right next to Spo, and Riles was, like, up against the wall. And I had already had my catastrophe with Riles. So I didn't say anything. I just stood there and I watched. Big hug, huh? And they gave each other an abrazo fuerte. And Riles was just laughing. But it was like old business. It was like old business. Suppose a little more happy-go-lucky. Not Riles first circus. You know what I mean? And the way they're talking is like two boys yucking it up and laughing after a game at a 7-Eleven or something. Like, that's exactly what the scene looked like. And I didn't stick around for 15 seconds either. I sat there, and I'm not going to necessarily recall exactly what was said, but they were saying some personal stories to each other. Uh, I believe there was other family members that came and said hello. Uh, I think that's when Ray Allen came through. It, it, to, to have that as a memory, it's unbelievable, right? So nothing will ever trump that. Nothing. Friday night might be something crazy, crazy special. I don't want to get ahead of myself. They got their hands full. I think they lose on Friday, tomorrow. I hate you, bro. You know what? Continue with your rhetoric because that's how it's been every other game. Who cares? You keep on going. They're not going to lose because you know what? Who cares? So my son pulled me aside with all honesty and asked me, Dad, for real, who's going to win tonight? <laughs> you told them the heat, right? I'm going to kick you in the face if you said no. I told him the Celtics. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) And then I did tell him, I said, but what the hell do I know? I don't think they're going to win it. Every time they come to play, I think they're going to lose. It's not a negative thing. It's that I am so floored as to how well the Miami Heat are playing. It's fanboy in you because you don't expect it. You're already, everything else, everything that happens from here on out is just a bonus. I know we got to go, but Frank, Usually the the Cinderella story comes with a lot of Cinderella moments and lucky moments. No, dude. They're freaking good. They're they're not a typical Cindy. They really aren't. They're kick ass. But they're not to the point where they know it and they have the swag about it. But they keep getting the job done. That's what an Eric Spolstra coach team does. Friday night, when the smoke clears and they emerge victorious and I walk through the tunnel, I wish I could be there like I might would have been there at 601, but in my mind, I'm going to close my eyes and as I walk right behind Spo down that tunnel, I'll be off like a dirty shirt. See ya. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know.
The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.